Hi everybody and welcome back to another episode of I Know Why the Nick Caged Bird Sings. The podcast where we watch every Nicolas Cage movie in chronological order so that you don't have to. I'm your host, my name is Steve. Joining me as always is the lovelier than ever co-host... Hannah, Hannah, how are you doing this week? I'm experiencing some deja vu. Oh, are are you? Yeah. So, okay, for those of you listeners who are listening in the future, or for those of you regular listeners who are wondering why this podcast is coming out not on a Monday, uh, early Monday morning, late Sunday evening, I, Steve, the host of I Know Why the Nick Cage Bird Sings. <laughs> you? Are you sure? I honestly don't know what happened, but it was almost simultaneous as we were talking about this podcast and how we were worried to have guests on because what if something happens to the audio file oh my god can you imagine if we, if had, we had a, if guest, we had a on. guest on and and then the file because got what happened was like the file got did. corrupted <laughs> and i lost basically i lost two-thirds of i lost one-third of everything hannah said and everything i said mm-hmm. in our previous recording so it would have just been my voice but it wouldn't have made any sense because it would it would be a conversation where you only hear the one side of it it's like listening to your mom on the phone with someone and only hearing what your mom has to say basically (laughs) that's that's a very apt analogy because sometimes you can hear the other voice very faintly right and that was me (laughs) right because we're not that far apart yes we are not social distancing in this room yeah so i tried to like cut out the pieces where you weren't talking and just amplify the volume but it sounded like crap so we're re-recording and here we are and hopefully we remember this movie this movie was actually struggling this movie was drive angry of 2011 i know i feel bad that it's this movie because we really like this one if this were like some shit movie that we hated i probably we would just get through this podcast really quickly and post it (laughs) But I do fucking love this movie <laughs> with all was, of my heart was, and soul. It was great. It's such a good movie. It was horrible, but in the yes. best way. Essentially, and so I think in our previous recording, we spoiled it right in the beginning. So spoiler alert for Drive Angry. Dr- Drive Angry. Please go watch this movie if you have not seen it because it's amazing. It is on Peacock for free, yes. which is the NBC streaming app that I did not have to pay for. So yeah. you shouldn't have to either. Yeah. So Nicolas Cage plays... A grandfather who has escaped literal hell, like the actual biblical hell. The underworld. The underworld to avenge the death of his daughter and the kidnapping of his granddaughter, the planned death of his granddaughter. So there's satanic cults and there's lots of car chases. We'll get into it. It's going to be fun. (laughs) So before we get into that, Hannah's going to give us a little bit of behind the scenes, but she usually starts off with some numbers. So what has she got this week? So Drive Angry came out in 2011, as Mm. aforementioned. Yes, I actually mentioned it this time. (laughs) I I heard. I paid attention. (laughs) It has a 5.4 out of 10 on IMDb and a 47% on Rotten Tomatoes. Look, the the fan of this movie that I am says that that's too low, but the realist in me says that's too high. Mm This movie is some of the worst CGI that either of us have ever seen. It's incredible. And it was 2011. Yeah. That wasn't that long ago. No. <laughs> this is this is two years after Avatar. Right. Or maybe This movie year. was quite recent. Yeah. Yeah. This is in our lifetimes. Well into our lifetimes. Yeah. Yeah. We're not nine years old. I don't know if you can tell by my voice, but I'm not nine. 
The budget for this movie was $50 million, and it made $41 million at the box office. Damn. So that means Crushing they're it. probably never going to make a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't really room for one. Ah, he could have came back out of hell for some <laughs> reason. I have to say before I get into some of the behind the scenes, I knew this movie was coming, and I remember reading like the quick summary of it where I'm pretty sure on IMDb or Wikipedia or wherever I read it or even Google, it said like this man escapes from hell. And then that just left my conscience. Mm -hmm. And last week when you told me that we were going to watch Drive Angry, I may have looked at it. So maybe a few Mm -hmm. weeks ago, the first time that the first time that I was reminded of Drive Angry, I completely forgot that this was like a movie where a man escapes from hell. Mm -hmm. And I assumed it was just like, the other car movies that he's been in. Got, like Gone in 60 Seconds Yeah, Gone seconds in 60 Seconds. Yeah. I really just did not know what I was in for. Yeah, I thought this was going to be like a taken on wheels kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, oh, he's We knew that Amber Heard was in this. Yes, because she's in the poster. Right. So it's her, it's it's Nick Cage and Amber Heard in the She's poster. in the foreground, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Even though I think Nick Cage's first build. Well, he, I think he has more lines. The, yeah, I yeah, was going to say, star. he's in the movie more than she is. Mm-hmm. All right, some behind the scenes. Please. Wow. Deja vu. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, a good thing, I guess, about re-recording is that when we recorded on Sunday night the first time, there was like a crazy wind and thunderstorm going on in the background. Yeah. So there's none of that. It was real scary. Yeah, it's a very quiet night tonight. Spooky. (laughs) Which is spooky (laughs) in its own way. (laughs) All right. So... As you heard Steve mention, Nicolas Cage is a grandfather, and we kind of just have to suspend our disbelief in thinking that he is old enough to be a grandfather, Mm. especially because he died probably a few years ago. I don't know. They don't they don't mention like why he's in hell or how we like how we got there when he when he died. There is a lengthy scene. Uh, that includes some exposition that you and I were not paying attention during. <laughs> I think we were like making popcorn or something. Oh, we with the like, guy from Disturbia? Yeah, so uh. the, the bad guy from Disturbia <laughs> is in this movie as like Nick Cage's best friend from back in the day. Mm. All right, well. But it was something along... Yeah. 100% my bad. <laughs> no, it's okay. I, it's also my bad because I'm the one who takes all the notes and I didn't write down any notes on this scene. But yeah, it's something along the lines of like... Oh, uh, I, you know, he died when his daughter was young and he abandoned his daughter or something. So I think that's part of why he's in hell. Gotcha. So as I was saying, we have to suspend our disbelief and assume that he is older. So in the original script, his character was supposed to be 70 years old. Mm. And then they cast Nick Cage and they were like, oh, whatever. Well, just we're just going to forget how old he is and it's just going to be Nick Cage. Hannah got a phone call, so if you heard some buzzing back there, uh, it was not your phone, it was her phone, so let's continue. <laughs> Apologies. No worries. Uh, yeah, he was supposed to be 70 yes. in the original script. He was Nick Cage, so in 2011, <laughs> he was, what, like 50? Uh, yeah, I guess. What, what year was he born? 60s? I think so. Yeah. I think he's like We should know. Look <laughs> <laughs> it up real quick. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I got it. Okay. He's 56. Born in 64. Okay. So decidedly not 70 years old. No. Okay. As the original script intended. Correct. And this was nine years ago as well. Right. We won't talk about what he looks like until we get into the movie. Oh, it's amazing. Prepare yourself. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Drive Angry is a movie where there is car, there are cars being driven angrily. (laughs) 
And there are four cars that are of note. This movie is also a movie for car freaks. Oh, I yeah. Guess. Like, I've every time we've done a movie with cars, like, that's all I'm able to find on the internet. Just people just like freaking out about the car that was in the movie. Okay. So there's four, um, like, cool cars, I guess, that Nick drives in the movie. There's a 1969 Dodge Charger. There's a 1964 Buick Riviera, a 1971 Chevelle, and a 1956 Chevy 150. Mm. And the Charger is Amber Heard's car, which Nick also drives. Right. Speaking of driving, and speaking of driving angry, there is an original song in this film. Oh my God, I forgot about the song. And it was performed by one Weston Coppola Cage. So tell us a little bit about Weston Coppola Cage, Han. What's he like? So, what kind of music does is, is he into? Um, it's music that Steve and I are big fans of. You can probably tell from everything else about us that uh-huh. Steve and I are huge metalheads. Metal, real screamo death metal we stuff. Just, look, we love that shit. Look, I, I don't want to tear down if it's someone's no. favorite <laughs> kind of music because I don't, music I don't is mind so subjective. It. Yeah, I don't mind it. It's, it's just, just not it's for not me. my thing. Yeah, exactly. So Weston Cage, like he has really long black hair. Um. Yes, you know, sometimes he'll makeup, wear like white makeup white all makeup. over his face, yeah, yeah. like the dark like eyes. Like la, and... you know, Marilyn, Mon- Marilyn Manson, yes. not Monroe. Well, Marilyn Manson got his name from Marilyn Monroe. But, yes, yes, yes. But, um, but yeah, it is. it just adds to the weirdness lore of one Nicolas Cage. It just adds to the... Like he's got a metalhead son. Mm-hmm. Like, of, of course he does. Like, what a weirdo. He Like, what other... I'm not surprised at all. Nick Cage has a metalhead son. Good, good for them. Mm-hmm. I think you were you were going to look. I think up Tom, Hanks, Tom Hanks. His son. We is, can try and find a place not, to cut this. It's not. You, you look it up yourself. We're, this is the second time we're recording this, and I didn't look it up the first time, and I didn't even mention it the first time. But I'm pretty sure his son was like a rapper or something. But anyway, so he's also got. Yeah. So one let's of those. let's talk a little bit more about Weston and his uh, general temperament. So in 2011, the year that this movie came out. Nick Cage's 20-year-old son, Weston Coppola Cage, was taken to the hospital via ambulance after he attempted to beat up his personal trainer. Weston was dining with his trainer at LA's farmer's kitchen when he became enraged, reportedly at having been told not to order something. Witnesses say that he tried to kick his trainer, who was attempting to calm down his client. Once cops arrived, they threatened to tase Weston unless he got on the ground, which he promptly did. He was then taken to the Cedar sinai Medical Center for a mental evaluation. In April of 2011, Weston married Nikki Williams, an L.A.-based musician. Sources claim that he had fought with his wife earlier in the day, which may have pay- played a role at in his lunchtime freakout. Mm. Well, you know, I mean, look, uh, you never know if somebody's having a bad day or what have you. But yeah. I do, I do feel like maybe your trainer isn't the best person <laughs> to pick a fight, to with. Pick a fight with. But sounds, sounds like he, you know, the trainer wasn't going to retaliate. Yeah. So I, like I said, I, I don't want to. Sorry pick on that her. we haven't shared any like normal information about Weston. The only thing I could find in 2011 was this incident. So I apologize. But what's interesting is that he wrote. He wrote and, and performed, performed "Drive Angry," an original song. When was the last time we saw an original song? Was it "Suburban Nightmare" from Sir Mix a Lot and Amos and Andrew? No, it was. Or was um, it the Goo Goo Dolls song yeah, the from uh, the and, Angel the City of Angels? Yeah. yeah. 
the iris iris right? yeah. yeah 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 so that's added to the list another original song chop yeah. that up yeah patrick lucier is the director of this movie he mm-hmm. also directed my bloody valentine mm. which came out i think the year before and it was a 3d movie of course it was. so as steve mentioned two years before this movie came out was avatar we talk about avatar sometimes as what do you like to call it the, i, the I call movie it the, that had no cultural the most impact. successful <laughs> movie that had zero cultural impact like nobody can remember anything from avatar anymore unless you're a huge movie buff like it's pocahontas what's how the, can you not remember what's the name of the planet pandora okay get at me (laughs) what are like the names of three of the characters Mm. yeah that's what i mean they're navi right but that's the race what are their what are their names um it was just halloween did anybody dress as a navi this halloween no (laughs) meanwhile you have like star wars and harry potter and marvel if there was any year to dress in an intricate costume this was the year because it's not like you have to leave your house yeah that's true i guess (laughs) (laughs) if any year to paint your body blue this was it (laughs) yeah so so yeah yeah, everybody's jumping on the 3d bandwagon film so one thing we haven't mentioned yet about drive angry is this was a 3d movie yes and the reason that Nick Cage decided to be in this movie, let's let's uh, do a little transition here, okay. is he has, for a long while at this point, probably a few years, been trying to figure out how to be a part of a live action 3D format movie mm. because he was in a few animated movies that I believe came out in 3D. Yes, I think G-Force was 3D. Yes. So the main reason that attracted him to this movie was that he wanted to be a part of this new 3D rage, craze, mm. whatever. Um, so that is one of the reasons that Nick decided that he wanted to be in this movie. The other reason that Nick decided he wanted to be in this movie would be the opportunity to have one of his eyes shot out on film. Yeah, that was so weird when you explained that to me Sunday when we recorded this the first time. Like, So the last movie we watched was Season of the Witch. Right. And apparently... Nick tried to convince the director and the writer and the producer of Season of the Witch that his character desperately needed his eye to be shot out because he just wanted to look cool with like, an eye patch with an, maybe i don't know he just wanted he just wanted like the action so of his weird. eye being shot out recorded on camera this is just so something weird. that's like been on his mind for a little while now and he's like itching to have it done so when john or patrick lucier was pitching this idea to to nick he was like oh it's a 3d movie like you may have seen my bloody valentine we just made that like we're gonna make this 3d excuse me and also you're gonna have the opportunity to get your eye shot out in like the first five minutes of his conversation with nick cage he mentioned getting his eye shot out probably because someone told him his research yeah he did his research. Probably someone told him from Season of the Witch set that they'd be like, yeah, he was cool. But like all this guy couldn't stop fucking talking about was how much he wanted his eye shot out. So Patrick Lucier was like, bingo, we're just going to shoot this man's eye out. And that's just going to be it. And we've nailed ourselves an Academy Award winner. <laughs> yeah. That's all it takes. That is truly all it takes in 2011 <laughs> for Nicolas Cage. I but he is desperate for money. And I think as of 2017, he is only worth $25 million. Oh, right. Yeah. Fair enough. So, that's amazing. Um, he, yeah, so we'll get to that scene at some point where yes. he has his eye shot out. Great scene. Um, before I move on with Nick, one thing I forgot to mention was this is Axl Rose from Guns N' Roses' favorite movie. Oh my God. What <laughs> Did a... you already forget that? Yeah, yeah, because it's such an inconsequential, <laughs> he's not in this movie. No. He probably likes Drive Angry Song. 
<laughs> oh, maybe he does. Maybe he's a big Weston Cage Weston fan. Weston Cage fan. That'd be cool. Maybe they collabed. That'd be cool. That would be cool. We'll have to look into that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Axel Rose. Not Slash's favorite movie, but it is Axel Rose's favorite movie. Damn very, right. Very important uh, distinction to make. You know Slash's favorite movie? The Notebook. So weird, right? He doesn't seem like the type. Is this a joke? Yes. Oh. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> I'm, I'm an idiot. Fucking got her. I I honestly thought you could tell I was kidding by my face. No. Wow. How embarrassing for you. <laughs> I'm humiliated. <laughs> okay, so uh, we mentioned that Amber Heard is in this movie. So I watched this interview with Amber and Nick, and what Amber said about Nick is, "I'm blown away by Nick." I can't wait to work with him again. He is the master at this. He has a reputation for a reason. He brings so much more than you can expect. He is the king of this specific genre. He brings so much to the hero type of role. And Nick also said that he would love to work with Amber again. And then Um, I think we determined that they never did. They never did. Okay. Um, Let's see. Two more things. So uh, in the interview... Nick mentioned that he had just wrapped up shooting Ghost Rider 2 mm. in Romania and Turkey. Mm. We'll so we'll watch that. that soon. I think yeah. that's in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. And um, the last thing, which actually will be a good segue into Steve's portion where he's going to go scene by scene, mm. is I'm going to talk about what he wanted his character to look like. And then Steve will mention uh-huh. what his character actually did look okay. like. I don't remember what he wanted his so character to look like. So he wanted his character to have his head fully shaved and have tattoos all over it. That would have been way better. Well, let's let's hear what it what it did look like when all we right. get into the movie. <laughs> all right. So we're going to go scene by scene. Nick Cage scene by Nick Cage scene, I should add. I will just briefly mention the very first scene was kind of odd. It was this voiceover yeah. from a character we'll talk about later. And it was all just talking about badass motherfuckers. It was like, but if you're a badass motherfucker, you, you're a badass motherfucker. <laughs> and it was this terrible video game quality CGI. The whole of movie this, is terrible video game quality CGI. Of this car driving through what looked like a torn down city. And so we were like, all Over right. Over a bridge, right? The what? Over a bridge. Over a bridge, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Like yeah, escaping so, hell, I presume. Yeah, so but it kind of looked like it might have been like the Brooklyn Bridge or it might have been like the Golden Gate Bridge, but but might, broken might, down. Brooklyn, I don't know. Brooklyn might be hell. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, we just lost all of our listeners from Brooklyn. Brooklyn's cool. I like Brooklyn. Yeah. So the first scene that we actually see Nick Cage is a car chase with the first car that you had mentioned. I forget what kind of car it was already. Maybe a Charger. Don't recall. That's not, not the fir- that's not the first car that you see him in, but that's okay. Doesn't matter. So he's chasing uh, three dudes. I believe it's three, maybe four. Doesn't matter. In a car. And he swerves his car around in front of theirs in a way that their car, I believe, tumbles over. And the three of them or four of them scatter. They get out of the car. Nick Cage gets out of his car. And we get a good look at what he looks like. And he's wearing all black, black boots, black pants, black shirt, black leather jacket. He's got Oakley sunglasses on and his stupid fucking head (laughs) has those goddamn ramen noodles. Extensions. Those those Chad Kroger. Look at this photograph. Why? This is three movies in a row, Han. Yep. That that they've done this for. I don't. It doesn't look good. No, it looks horrible. A, a bust at least head they're with not trying. On it would have been awesome. At least they're not trying to cover up his hairline like they did in some of season yes. of the witch when they had to do the reshoots. Yeah, yeah, that was bad. <laughs> that was Chad Kroger. Look at this photograph. Yeah. This is like 
This is Chad Kroger in like 40 years. Maybe (laughs) not 40 years. 10 years now. Yeah. So, yeah, anyway, the hair looks stupid, but the rest of him looks badass. And he's also got, in one hand, a giant shotgun, and he's just lighting these dudes up. And it's in this first scene where we see how bad the CG in the 3D (laughs) is in this movie because... Oh, yeah, the bullet. He'll shoot a bullet, and it'll go, like, towards the camera, and then you can just clearly tell the cut point where it becomes a CG bullet. And it's, like, it's so clearly (laughs) animated like nobody even i mean obviously these people probably tried and worked really hard but they might have just had a small window to make it good so yeah the budget also wasn't huge that's true so like it's it's pretty rough and then he shoots off a dude's hand and the hand (laughs) comes flying at the screen so you know like if you were in the theater and you were watching this with your little blue and red 3d glasses on yeah you'd be like oh my god Oh, yeah. jolt backwards. I don't think there's any world where I would have seen this CG and not laughed out loud hysterically (laughs) in the theater. But I'm hooked from this first scene. I'm in. I love this cheesy stuff. It's amazing. So Nick Cage shoots shoots down all these guys except for one. And he interrogates him. And what we find is that he's looking for a girl before the full moon because she's going to die before the full moon. So I mentioned before he's avenging the death of his daughter and he's trying to prevent the death of his little baby granddaughter uh (laughs) something i do remember in our previous recording is that hannah made fun of me because i always say little baby i don't it's never just a baby or an infant it's always a little baby it's a little baby (laughs) so i did also write down in this scene about how bad his acting is in this scene. He's really phoning it in. He just doesn't care. There are some scenes where he's actually pretty good, but then there are he's some like, scenes where He's like, let's get to like, the point where my eye gets shot out, guys. Come on. He can't wait. He can't wait to get to his eye shot out. Because he's just like, where is the girl? And like, it's bad. It's so bad. And then he takes a, uh, a briefcase. Mm, yes. So which, he steals a briefcase yeah, from, we'll from them. We don't know what's in there yet, so we'll get to that. And then when he kills the last guy, he shoots a trail of gas that's on the ground that leads back to the Always. car and it lights up and everybody, every action up. movie has that. And they've got that cheesy, he puts on his Oakleys as he walks <laughs> away from the explosion, doesn't look behind him. The whole backside of his clothes are probably blown out from the heat <laughs> and the force, but he doesn't look, he doesn't care. He makes his way to Amber Heard's diner. So Amber Heard has two other characters in this diner. She's a waitress. She's, yeah. It's and, not her diner. Right. And so the owner of the diner is like Fat Lou or something. He's behind the, the he's in the kitchen. And then she's got this other waitress friend. And I'll tell <laughs> you why like she's important in a, in a moment. What? <laughs> this like broke you. This really broke me. So Nick Cage is sitting at the diner by himself. First of all, I have a minor point before I get into the major problem with this scene. The minor point is that he's sitting there with almost very clearly a full cup of coffee. And the waitress comes over and says, can I get you a cup of coffee? Or I think she even says like, hi, I'm Vicky. Can I get you anything? Maybe a cup of coffee? And he's already got coffee sitting there in his hand, which is very frustrating to me. So (laughs) do you think it's a continuity error or do you think it was just an oversight? I think it's just an oversight. I think they just don't care (laughs) at this point. That may have been the last scene that they filmed. Of the day or of of the movie. And they're just like, fuck it. Oh my God. We'll CG the cup out. And then... (laughs) And then they're trying to CG hands flying off and magic bullets. And they're like, we don't have time to get a coffee cup off of there. Oh, we forgot. (laughs) Yeah, we forgot. Sorry. It's like the Starbucks cup in Game of Thrones. Um, Oh, yeah. So 
the, he tells the the waitress, I would like a cup of coffee, even though he only has one with sugar, with lots of sugar. So she leaves and comes back and brings him those things. I, I don't exactly remember the order, but he notes Amber Heard's car sitting outside and because his Dodge ride charger. Yeah, he he his ride blew up, so he needs a ride. He needs a he's a big lover of fast cars, I guess. So he starts talking about the car and he's and he's talking about coffee. And the waitress, who's 20 maybe 30 years his junior is like well you know why don't you put that hot coffee somewhere raunchy like she just starts blatantly that made no sense but she just starts blatantly hitting on him this 51 year old man who's not that good looking put that hot coffee somewhere raunchy that sounds so painful yeah no it sounds terrible right so Let's move past that terrible, <laughs> terrible improv I just did. <laughs> because you tried something and it didn't work. It didn't work. I thought I did the Michael Scott thing where sometimes I start a sentence and I just hope it lands somewhere. <laughs> um, but then they're talking about the car. They're talking about coffee, and they start holding hands. Nick Cage and this young, attractive waitress, and then they just start making out at the table while she's on her shift in public. In the middle of nowhere. I wrote down on my page, I wrote W-H-A-T exclamation point. Because this scene (laughs) came out of fucking nowhere. I don't understand it. This scene probably broke me similarly to the scene in Valley Girl. (laughs) With with the the parents parents, like rubbing each other. It made no sense. So anyhow. I haven't thought about that in so long. So anyhow... Amber Heard has a bit of a spat with her boss. Her boss was being really gropy and in, uh, um, inappropriate was the word I was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> and so she quits and she gets in her car and she drives away. She only makes it a, a little bit down the road and her car breaks down. Then Nick Cage <laughs> comes out of the woods with his briefcase and his bag. Sauntering out of the woods. And he doesn't say, hey, how's it going? He doesn't say, hey, ma'am, having any car trouble? He just goes... I can fix that for you if you want. Like, like no high, no nothing. And she's like, it's well. It's so obvious that it was him yeah. that created the issue with her vehicle. <laughs> and I guess he knew which way she was gonna, going to turn out of the parking lot. Yeah, what? Right? <laughs> because, like, she made it a little bit of the ways down the road. Yeah, and he knew exactly when to leave, too. Yeah. Because remember she was singing that song, Fuck the Pain Away? <laughs> yeah (laughs) yeah so anyway he miraculously found her i mean i guess like i said there are mystical (laughs) elements but we've never seen throughout the rest of the movie except for something major that he has any magical powers anyway so the exchange is i'll fix the car for you if you give me a ride and she says well i can take you to my near my house or my neighborhood i'm I'm near a, a bus stop or something you can go from there he's like perfect so they go to amber heard's house essentially she walks in on her fiance having sex with somebody else and so she pulls her fiance out or or her fiance and the the girl he's having sex with and just beats the crap out of both of them but the guy says enough is enough and starts beating amber heard back so nick cage is watching all of this unfold from a nearby payphone where we see what's inside the briefcase and it is a large antique gun with smoking bullets he closes the briefcase looks over at the boyfriend or the fiance finger guns and goes (laughs) goes over beats up the fiance and then there's a quick cut in because the fiance knocked out amber heard she's in the middle of the street and she's out then there's a quick cut 
where Amber Heard is just in the back of her car and Nick Cage is driving. Backseat, like not in the trunk. Yeah, yeah, thank you. But still, he like picked, he scooped her up, Mm -hmm. put her in her car and drove away. I mean, he knew where she was going. (laughs) Yeah, because, so she wakes up and she's like, oh my God, what happened? And he's like, well, I'm going to Louisiana. You mentioned that you might go to Florida. So I figured I'd drive you across the country. They're in Colorado at the start of this movie. Yep. Unbelievable. She's like not even that mad about it either. No. She's Un- like, oh, okay, sweet. <laughs> you just kidnapped me without any of my clothes or belongings. Unbelievable. <laughs> so they stop for a night in a bar slash motel in Oklahoma. And this is a great scene. Great this set of scenes. Something. So they stop in, in the barn in Oklahoma. We get a little bit of exposition that Nick Cage used to be a truck driver. But once again, they're at the bar and the waitress comes over and she says, what can I get y'all? And then she looks at Nick Cage and she's older than the original waitress. Not that age has really anything to do with anything, but still, she's attractive. She looks at Nick Cage and goes, what can I get you, hottie? What can I get you, sweetie pie? And it's like, he's not a handsome man. Especially with that, that hair. ramen noodle hair, I don't, I don't, I don't know why waitresses particularly are attracted to this man. That was not they explained. Just want, I don't know. It's for the plot. <laughs> I guess <laughs> it's a plot device. I also wrote down in the scene in the bar. I wrote down he's so angry. This is another scene where Nicolas Cage is really just hamming it up with how angry he is. Drive Ooh, angry because get it. So. After a brief scene at the bar, they Amber Heard and Nick Cage retire to different motel rooms where Amber Heard is having kind of a quiet night with some dude that she's seduced, even though they're, they're not having sex or anything. She's like making him paint her toenails. But next door, Nick Cage is having loud, raucous sex with the, with waitress. the waitress. So few things here. One, she is fully naked and screaming her brains out. Two, Nick is fully, fully dressed. <laughs> He's got a big fat cigar in his mouth. He's got a shotgun in one hand and a bottle of whiskey in the other hand. Incredible. And so the, she, the the waitress even asks, "Why are you? Why do you wear all your clothes during this?" And he's like, "I never disrobe before a gunfight." So. A gunfight's about to break out, but I think we need to explain where these people came from because earlier in the movie, there has been a man chasing after Nicolas Cage, I guess via scent. He can smell him because he's sniffing in the air. This is a man by the name of the accountant, and so he's a nicely dressed man. I recognized him from um, The Dark Knight. He has a brief uh, role in the beginning of The Dark Knight. He's, he plays a guy at a bank, which is it's a really cool scene, but... Uh, what what can you say about the accountant? What you liked him, you said, right? Yeah, I thought he was really good. Yeah, so he's like kind of this fast talking, like witty guy, and he does this thing where he flips a coin in the air, and when it lands, it turns into an FBI badge. Yeah, it's cool. So, <laughs> so he uses that to sort of mind, like brainwash and mind wipe like local law enforcement and other locals to go chase after Nicolas Cage. Because he's got to get him back in hell. Yes. so That's that's, why he's on Earth. Yes. So we, they never explicitly say this, but Mm. I assume that he is like the administrator for 
Satan. I guess so. He's like the admin. (laughs) Hang on, I'll transfer your call. So yeah, so a bunch of dudes break into the room where Nick Cage is having sex in. And Nick Cage, without stopping having sex, (laughs) proceeds to shoot every single man, probably half a dozen. screams her fucking head off yeah like it's out of fear and also excitement i (laughs) i guess so i think you and i had also talked about when we recorded this the first time about how this scene is so incredibly similar to a scene in the movie shoot him up with clive owen yes that it's like they they definitely jacked that scene so (laughs) jacked that scene um so some highlights from all the people that he kills in this scene in one is that he shoots someone with just a pistol, I think. I think it's before he takes his shotgun out. And the guy gets blown so far back, he gets blown through a window, which is very physically... It's physically impossible, which is fun. Another good one is where he shoots... A guy's coming at him with a sword. Oh, yeah. And he shoots the guy's sword. It's like a so machete, that, I think. Right? Yeah, so that the sword or the machete fires back into his own head. Yeah, it's the momentum. <laughs> it's, again, it wouldn't work, but it's just incredible. So the woman, the waitress, her she's an actress by the name of Charlotte Ross. And in that same interview that I watched with Nick and Amber, uh, Nick was asked about the sex scene. And he said that the sex scene only really works because of her. Mm. She just was amazing. And yeah. I agree. Like I, She was great. Her acting was very good. Mm-hmm. And it made the scene like so much more just insane. Yeah, because... I, I could be wrong, but I think at the end of the same scene in Shoot 'em Up, the girl involved is like, oh my God, that was the best sex I ever had. But no, she's like, yeah. She needs like mental help. She's after like that. traumatized. She's traumatized. Which you would be. Yeah. And that's like the only bit of realism in this movie. Yes. So, anyway, um, Nick said that after they shot the scene and he said that it was like a really successful day of shooting and didn't take nearly as long as they thought it would, they all shared a bucket of KFC. <laughs> I wonder if it was like because she knew she would have to be naked for like an entire day that she oh, was like yeah. like trying to not starve herself but trying to like eat healthy, eat healthy. and then it's like fuck it I want KFC, KFC. now that we're done. <laughs> so at this point Amber Heard hears all the commotion, runs over to Nick Cage's room to see what's happening. Nick Cage throws her a gun and says something along the lines of like, "Well, they took the bait, we got to get out of here." Mm-hmm. And they get pinned down by the cops at one point. And Amber Heard ends up shooting a cop. And so he's like, well, now you killed a cop, so now you got to come with me. Otherwise, you're going to jail for a long time. So the reason I mention all of that is because what happens next is that there's a quick scene where the the local police chief (laughs) comes to investigate this, this gruesome murder. You love this scene. And what what do what do oh, police are we doing chiefs, this again? Oh, we're doing this bit again, Ed. <laughs> what do police chiefs typically wear? Maybe a suit, maybe a collared shirt. No, I was going to say uh-huh. a t-shirt with with the with like cinema's greatest spoiler alerts pictured all over it. This this really got me. They were like, "Hey, chief, come check out this murder." And he's wearing a shirt that says like Snape kills Dumbledore. Uh, Darth Vader is Luke's father. Like they were at the Planet of the Apes was Earth all along. Bruce Willis was still alive, and it's like, wh- what? Why was, was dead? But yeah, sorry, Bruce Willis was dead. <laughs> but it's like, why? Why? What? What is this costuming? I don't get it. So, 
the next scene that we see Nick Cage. Yeah, we'll leave it there. I know you're you're not entertained because we we did this bit already. So in the first recording we also talked about how we just mm. assumed that something happened to his costume and that was what he <laughs> wore to set that day and then they were like all right well we just we just have to film so just go ahead and just do, do it. it just go no it'll be like lucier or whatever his name is <laughs> yeah, just like fuck it it'll be hilarious yeah because <laughs> yeah. we also talked about how usually you're you don't see like clothing with labels or oh, and brands symbols. or anything yeah, yeah. on it because then they have to pay those brands yeah that's where all the 50 million dollars went they had to pay <laughs> george lucas and mickey JK mouse rowling. And, yeah jk rowling so after all of that madness um oh they they have a brief car chase actually with the accountant and while they're chasing each other in these cars have we mentioned the satanic cult yet uh no thank you for reminding me <laughs> So let's briefly explain <laughs> what happened to Nicolas Cage's daughter and what may happen to his granddaughter. So his daughter got mixed up with a satanic cult and their whole belief system is that they can sacrifice a little baby and they, when the moon is full. when the moon is full and that will give them eternal life and bring hell to earth. Which like why would you want that? I don't know, it's not clear, but so Nick Cage's daughter in this movie decided she didn't want to be a part of it, didn't want to sacrifice her her child. So she tried to revolt against the cult leader, stabbed him in the face, and then ended up paying for it with her life. Actually, also uh, was forced to go down on him and bit, bit off or, or just bit I don't this know. man's member. They don't specify. But this man, this actor, mm. I don't think I mentioned this in the last one. Mm. Um, I'm embarrassed to admit this, but in the Twilight movies, yes. he plays uh, Kristen Stewart's father. Oh, interesting. A human, right. not a vampire. Right, because she gets turned into a vampire, right? Throughout the course of the movies. Let's go back. It might be on the guy's I've t-shirt. only ever seen the first movie and i read the first book wow. and then i was like i want nothing to do with this trash <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not quality film like this movie and like i said we have been kind of picking apart the parts that we thought were weird or that maybe we didn't like but it's all in jest because this movie is so much fun like go watch this movie it was honestly. a blast so that's what's happening with the cult. There was a, there was, I did miss that in my notes. There was a uh, flashback in in this car before the car chase. So the car chase is happening, and Nick Cage is, you'd think, a, a driving, speeding down a highway, and they're exchanging words. The accountant, Nick Cage, you would think that he would shout at him, but he doesn't. And Nick Cage does not have a single shout or yell in the entire movie. It is the most disappointing thing. It's in really the full. Film. It's rough. It's rough, but. So what we find out is that Nick Cage, in the briefcase, well, we already knew it was a fancy-looking gun. He gets the gun, loads it, and shoots the accountant and just grazes him in the face. But the bullet that comes out of this gun hand, it's got, like, Latin phrases. It, it's got a halo around it. It's so poorly CG'd. It's amazing. Yeah. It's so good. And it... It's positioned in such a way that you know that this was a 3D movie. <laughs> yeah, it's like sort of coming at you and you're like, oh, they're trying so hard. It's it's great. I love it. Oh, it's so good. So they lose the accountant and they, they make their way to a church. 
where they go into this church because they recognize a car and they're like, oh, maybe the, this person will give us clues or something along those lines. They go into the church and realize that it's a trap. And who's there but the entire cult, the cult leader and Nick Cage's little baby granddaughter. And so this is the scene where Nick Cage, he squares off against everybody and he gets shot in the eye through the face and they kidnap Amber Heard. Don't know why they kidnap Amber Heard instead of just killing her. But they kidnap Amber Heard, take her into a trailer, and start driving away. Shot um, in the eye. Folks, he got, he, he got it. He did it's it. It's his dream. So one thing I think we need to mention about this scene is that credited in this movie is, oh, a, yeah. is a man called Man <laughs> with a Wig. <laughs> and this guy's wig is so bad. I mean, I know it's in the script and in the credits that he's supposed to have a bad wig. Why? Well, Why? <laughs> why it sticks out like a sore thumb it's like this giant elvis hair i don't i don't know so the cult leader and a few of the the head honchos as well as the baby i believe are in the trailer driving away that day and they had just kidnapped amber heard who puts up a great fight by the way amazing this is like the first movie you've ever seen like the you know female lead unless the Unless it's like a movie where the lead is a female who's like an action hero. Mm-hmm. I feel like every other movie where it's the male lead is the action hero and the female is just there as like a love interest. She is like the weakest human. She's like, oh no, oh my God. <laughs> what am I going to do? She like does the punching where she uses, what's this part of your fist called? Like the side of her fist. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but like Amber Heard's throwing real like haymakers. Oh, she puts up a fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So she gets she gets captured and Nick Cage is lying there dead on on the ground and he I shot out I shot out and everything and he just kind of raises from the dead and this is about the time maybe previously obviously with the gun but this is about the time where we realize okay he's essentially immortal because he can't die yeah. Yeah. Um, it's from so, hell yeah <laughs> so he just starts blowing out all, everybody who's who's left in the church starts killing them all he he grabs amber heard's car and starts chasing after amber heard and the co-leader uh he has a few couple cool scenes where he shoots out some cars and blows up some other cars in this chase scene yeah there is a great scene where he i think i don't know if he blows up the car or if he just shoots the car or something but there's a moment where the car's about to crash and there's like a full second or two where you can see that they're clearly dummies in mannequins oh, in the car <laughs> and it's like you know, again, it's like, fine, we'll CG it later. And, the, <laughs> and they don't. just never got to it because there's so much Oops. other computer graphics in this movie. So they ultimately get reunited, Nick Cage and Amber Heard, after Amber Heard, again, fight literally fights her way out of that trailer and jumps amazing. from the trailer into the car. But again, amazing. Like, you know, girl power. <laughs> <laughs> but so the cult leader who is maybe no less than five feet away in this car chase, car chase, starts shooting at Nick Cage and Amber Heard and misses them entirely. And he, instead, he gets the engine, so the car breaks down. I, like, Was it intentional? Like, well, why would he just want to slow them down? Why wouldn't he just want to kill them? Right. I mean, maybe because he knows that Nick is immortal, but like, why not kill Amber Heard? Why are you keeping her alive? I don't know. Yeah, very strange. So, they're per- the pulled over on the side of the road and Amber Heard's like, how, how does that happen? How are you still alive? And this is some of the worst acting in the entire movie because Nick Cage just says something along the lines <laughs> of like, I can, the bullet, I can, 
I can still feel the bullet. Like, it's really poorly <laughs> delivered like that. But again, I know I'm ripping on this movie, but it's so fun. So, who comes to save the day but the bad guy from Disturbia? And the bad guy from Disturbia says something <laughs> along the lines of like, you're supposed to be dead. And it's like, I carried your casket and I put your casket into the... Like, he was a pallbearer at the, at the funeral. So, like, he's a good friend of Nicolas Cage. And so I guess the only person he could call on so there's all the exposition that we glossed over from before that, that we also didn't them. pay attention to. well we didn't pay attention a lot because in this scene there are some real close-ups on nicholas cage and by this time his eyeball has healed <laughs> and so maybe we watched maybe this is a flex but maybe because we watched it on a large high def tv what we, a flex you can clearly see the contact the line. contact lens because they tried to give his eye a different color the eye that got shot out so you can see he the contact see the lens in his eyes the whites of his eyes this is like a 3d movie that everyone's like let's put this thing in imax like you people would see that <laughs> then there's also a moment where he's just giving exposition and it's really close up on his face and nick cage or nick cage hannah and <laughs> i were talking or we're talking hannah actually mentioned she goes Oh my god, look at his gums. He's he's got these bright white gums. He's like the a sheet palest, of paper. the palest gums mm. I've ever seen on a human. An orthodontist's dream. Uh, <laughs> we looked it up earlier he this week. It's either just has, dehydration. He's either dehydrated or something horrible. He's probably dehydrated. He's wearing all black in Louisiana or it's something. It's probably gingivitis, honestly. <laughs> no, gingivitis turns your gums black, right? Oh. I don't know. Or red, maybe. You're the dentist. I'm not a dentist. What? This whole time? <laughs> what is happening here? <laughs> trying to add a little flare hand because we did this already. <laughs> can't lie about my profession. <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> this is also where we find out that he he comes back. He's He basically admits to coming back from hell. And he says the worst part of hell is not the fire, but it's watching all of your loved ones go through hell on earth essentially yeah. so get uh, tortured this is where he also gets his new car the chevelle um that he will use for the remainder of the movie it's pretty dope yeah so another kind of weird scene comes up after this where nicholas cage and amber heard are driving down the road and they're like let's go kill these bastards they got to get to louisiana to kill these bastards before they kill his little baby granddaughter <laughs> oh my god and they pull up to a police barricade, a police blockade, with the guy in the spoiler alert t-shirt, who's in normal clothes now. <laughs> the police chief. The police chief. And they're like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Then comes the accountant out of nowhere in a hydrogen tanker truck. It's just a truck that says hydrogen gas on the side or something. <laughs> And he's bopping along to, that's the way, uh-huh, uh-huh, I like it, uh-huh, uh-huh. And he just rams over all these cops, blows everybody up. With the hydrogen. With the hydrogen tanker. <laughs> Nick Cage gets away. And then the cops and Amber. who- And Amber Heard. And the cops who remain go over to this guy and they're like, who the hell are you? He throws his coin throws up his in, the coin air. in the air. <laughs> Lands as an FBI Snatches badge. Snatches that FBI badge out of thin air. Like- what incredible <laughs> i love him incredible he's a so, really good actor yeah. he was the one in the beginning who was like this the is voiceover a, yeah the voiceovers the badass motherfuckers. badass motherfuckers always find badass motherfuckers something like that yeah 
So they go to this prison where they track down the, the cult leader and the cultists where there's, I don't know, maybe 30 to 40 cultists. Only about five or so of them are naked for some reason. They're just dancing around. Only women. On the women. And, and women. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So the accountant chases them there. The accountant grabs Amber Heard and, and lays it all out. He says, look, I'm the secretary for, <laughs> for Satan, <laughs> as we've discussed. and The administrative assistant. <laughs> yes. And one thing that Hayden is Hayden. Hayden. That Satan he is Hayden. Hayden. He, Satan's hating on is when people escape hell. Another thing that Satan also hates is when people sacrifice others in his name. And sacrifice children. Children in his specifically. Name, specifically. In his name. So he's like, this is a twofer. I'm going to need you to go kill all those people for me and then I'll take you back to hell with me. And uh, so it's it's sort of like a win-win, but he's got Amber Heard at gunpoint essentially as, as insurance. So Nick Cage drives through this prison, just mowing people down. There is a scene that's almost like cheesy batman cartoon-esque where he his car like ramps up and it's like his car is like you can see the silhouette of his car in the moon or like you can see him through the rear view mirror only and then there's like the big full moon in the background it's a really cheesy shot but there's tons of 3d bullets there's tons of bad cgi there's like mannequins on fire <laughs> and the cult leader's got a tommy gun and nick cage he crashes his car he gets out of the car and he gets shot in the back he's He's, he's grasping and he's crawling and he's getting beat up and it's just when you think he's on the ropes, who comes out of nowhere but Amber Heard with this god-killer gun and shoots the cult leader with this giant gun that this explodes into like religious symbols <laughs> and then he disintegrates into a portal in the sky, which we have not seen before. No. And uh, Nick Cage and Amber Heard have a nice little heart-to-heart. Nick Cage gives the baby to Amber Heard and says, I chose you all along or some shit like that. She doesn't have a job anymore. No. And she's going to take care of this baby. She's miles away from home, has no job. She's going to Florida. And he's like, ah, the bad guy from Disturbia will take care of you. (laughs) (laughs) Give you a job or something, I guess. The bad guy from Disturbia. And she's like, okay, I'll take care of this baby. And then you think, okay, he's dead. That's it. And she drives away with the bad guy from Disturbia. But then Nick Cage is just back up and back to normal, standing there with the accountant. And they're like joking like old buddies. In yeah, scene. they're like, oh man, what a what a time we just had here. Let's get back to hell, shall we? When <laughs> he goes, no, not before I drink a cold beer out of the skull of my enemies. <laughs> Nick Cage has a cold beer Cracks out of the skull. Cracks a beer open and pours which, it into this. Yeah. The only part of this man that didn't. <laughs> evaporate into that portal yeah and then uh and then they drive away and then they drive away to the tune of one weston cage (laughs) down that same uh brooklyn bridge on fire yeah (laughs) and that's the movie and like i said i so that's the second time i went through it and i missed a lot on the first time i missed a lot on the second time and it's so hard to explain what those cgi bullets look like but they're amazing this is from now on going to be one of my go-to movies whenever somebody asks me you know what's a really so bad it's good like, movie what is the best worst movie you've ever seen absolutely and this is one of them and it's honestly not that bad mind. oh deadfall's bad or what was the one that we watched with the hands hands of fate or something oh my God. that wasn't nick cage that wasn't nick cage that I was can't, else, we but... couldn't even make it through like five minutes of that movie that was rough but it Motto's was hilarious hands of fate 
this is one of those movies that like you put on with a bunch of bros and you just have a couple beers and like this it is really just a is fun a bro movie. movie. It's a bro movie. Any other closing thoughts before we uh, get on with the awards that I guess we already know what the winners of each award yeah, are. No, this is anticlimactic for us, but hopefully yes. climactic for you. Uh, honestly, I forget what the first award goes to. Best Supporting Actor. Who do we give that to? Uh, the Accountant. The Accountant? Okay. Best Dressed. So It was... With the eye patch? With the eye patch. Okay, so Nick Cage does put on an eye patch at one point. A bandana eye patch to cover over the eye that with, has like, been shot. With, like, pirate skulls on it. Yes, and, and he doesn't change his main outfit. For or his three. hair. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he does have lots of blood all over his face for most of the movie, which is always good. Uh, worst Nick Cage scene. I know what we gave this one to. I forget. The diner cafe. Oh my god! Like where he just starts making out with his waitress in the middle <laughs> the of the scene diner. that broke Steve. It broke me. Uh, the best Nick Cage scene. It's the sex scene. It's the sex scene in the motel room. Uh, the best scream. There was no scream, so we we're gonna skip scream. that one. And the nouveau shamanic, most nouveau shamanic moment. I believe it was the fact that he so badly wanted an eye to be shot at in a movie that he decided to be in this movie. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so I think I also remember where we ranked this one or where I should say you ranked this one. I think you put it at number 24, which would put it just below Gone in 60 Seconds. Yeah. And just above 8 millimeters. So I think there's three or four really good or maybe even more back-to-back-to-back movies where it goes 24 up to number 20 are now going to be Drive Angry, Gone in 60 Seconds, Next, Matchstick Men, The Rock, which are like, fair. they're all kind of similar in feel, like, except for maybe yeah, Matchstick, Matchstick Men. Matchstick Men. I really liked that movie. I'd watch that one again. Yeah. So I, I think that's going to do it now, finally. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully it doesn't get corrupted we'll again. See. Otherwise, we're just fucking skipping it. Um, Getting a new computer. Yeah, really. Uh, so next week, we're going to be watching a movie called Seeking Justice. I don't know Never anything about it. anything about this movie. There's going to be a lot of these types of movies I think coming think January out. Jones is in it. Uh, that's right. Yeah, you looked that up. Uh, it's got a 28 in Rotten Tomatoes. That's all I've got. Mm, <laughs> so it's not going it. to be great. All right. Let's get out of here. Any other things you want to say before we leave? No, I got to touch some of this paint up. <laughs> <laughs> Did we even mention that? I don't know. <laughs> We're repainting our podcasting studio. <laughs> So there's some paint that needs to be touched up a little. So Hannah's going to do that So I'm gonna before go do we that. retire. And now you know why the Nick Cage Bird sings. Thanks for listening, everybody. Take care. Nine.